Welcome to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast Shorts. During November and December 2022, we're presenting a shorter form of our podcast. So let's get started. Welcome back. Well, today we're talking about keeping records on the homestead and why this is so important. Uh, But first, Lisa, what have you been up to? Well, this week we've been kind of busy with the kids, actually, Um, dealing with some health issues, just um, trying to get them all settled in with their health and trying to just kind of work out some things with our oldest son because we're going to be starting school soon. So we're getting ready for that. Um, Well, I mean, we're way ahead of the game. He doesn't start until next year, but we're starting to starting to look at, you know, what we want to do there. And then I've also been stuck in redesigning our main garden. So I want to give it a little bit of a facelift because we've expanded it. We've made it a little bit wider than what it was before. And um, so I'm just trying to redesign some things, figure out where we want the new beds to go because I'm, I'm sold on. I just, I just want to do just raised bed gardens. I think it's easier. We have so many critters. (laughs) And and issues with the soil here, and time is of the f- essence. So it's just easier for us to do raised bed gardening right now than trying to work with the native soil. We've found that the native soil here is really bad. It, it's going to take a couple of years to recondition the soil and to get it back to where you can grow properly. Um, So where we do have the native soil, we do have our perennials and then where we're growing our annuals will be all raised beds. But where we were before you had experience with that, right? You know, it happens when the previous people don't plant, right? It's dead soil. But we had time to recondition that soil at that time because we didn't have kids when we first moved there. Right. But, now we have children and, you know, things are expensive. So, mm-hmm. you know, time is of the essence. Right. So it's better to just do the raised beds when you want to get stuck in really good, you know, really quick, grow something the upcoming gardening season. So, And we're like, I think some other people, right, where we want to do 50 things at once when we you know, when right. we moved here, we wanted to do all these things and get, especially getting the gardens going. And, and but, every homesteader does yeah, that. And, yeah. and we all, I mean, as much as we preach, you know, try to, try to wait for a year, you know, learn your land, learn everything. That is what you should do. But when you're facing inflation and, you know, just everything coming at you at one time, mm-hmm. you just got to get in and get it done. So there you go. <laughs> And so you, what have you been up to? 
Um, well, let's see. So worked on correcting a major mistake I made. So I set up an area um, to get the hay out there in the field area uh, closer to where we have our goats. Um, got it off the ground, put it on pallets. Awesome. But then I slacked off and I didn't cover it. And we had a little bit of light rain coming in. So good thing this morning got out there and had tarps, had extra tarps. Good thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, put those over that. So good thing to learn from, right? Don't you got to make sure when you do things like that, you got to, you got to take care of it right away because sometimes weather doesn't cooperate. Um, Good thing is being in the desert here in the Southwest, it's going to dry out quickly um, but the rain did start. We scrambled to get it covered. So we've got that. Um, and it's good that we had those extra tarps. Yeah. You When you have a homestead, there are just some things you need extras of. Tarps is always one of them. And, you know, a learning experience from that, too, is I did have extra tarps at one point. And then I think we were doing processing something. And anyway, they, the, the, the extra tarps I had got used. So then I didn't have extra tarps. So we had to go out one time and, you know, get some extras. So sometimes your extras become, um, you know, they just vanish, right? Exactly. What do you say? One is none. Yep. One two is, is none. one. And I think when you run a homestead, if one is none, 10 is one. Yeah. yeah. You, you learn these things, yeah. right? You, you learn. learn as you go. So, um, so that's one thing. And then finishing house painting, some of it's going to have to wait, uh, because we have fascia boards that just had not been addressed. Um, we've been in this property a year and, um, they just need to be replaced. Right. So one of the challenges that uh, I found is I've called at least a dozen places, framers and general contractors and whatnot, and they don't. They, they tell me they don't want to come to this area, but what is it? Is it really they don't service this area or they don't want to do the work? I don't, I don't know. But the point is, is I'm at that point where I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to do it myself. Yeah. And um, so now getting ready to do that means buying a, a new miter saw and a larger uh, table stand to uh, do that work um, because these boards are you know, bigger, but, um, I always like to say, you know, in a project like that, I'd like to at least get one new tool, right? It's always a new tool. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) anyways, so that, and then of course, when that's done, then the rest of the painting will, um, will wrap up, but I'm glad we're doing that now because I don't want to be doing this in the 90 degree weather. No, that is not fun. No. So, but that's what I've been up to. So, Fun stuff. Well, the other thing that we've been up to is we did our first round of rabbit breeding. So we were going to start our rabbit breeding last month um, in November. And because some of our does, half of our does are, this is going to be their first year, um, we just felt that it was better just to wait just a little bit. So we kept putting, putting our new does with the male, um, with one of the, one of our bucks and, um, you know, we couldn't get the lift and I didn't want to force that 
this time around, or the first time around in November. But this time around, here we are in December, we need to get down to business. So we went ahead and um, got our dose to lift. And if you want to know what we're talking about, um, good resource uh, is YouTube. Um, we've also had a podcast where we interviewed Bobby Jimenez from the Rabbitry Center. Go ahead and catch that episode. We'll put a link to it in the show notes below. But um, and he talks about how to do that, and that's exactly what we did. Got got our new dose to lift. Um, so we for what two two three days in a row we were breeding um, all of our does but one. Um, and that she seems to be having some health issues. So super excited because then that means, um, counting forward, that means probably in March we'll be able to start, uh, we'll be able to start processing our rabbits. Um, so we'll be able to replenish what we've left out, you know, what we've eaten out of the freezer (laughs) by the time March comes, we'll be able to uh, replenish that. So. Super excited for that. Awesome. So let's uh, get on topic this week. And we're talking about record keeping. Oh, it's so exciting. It is. Yeah. But very necessary. Very. Yeah, it is. It's important to keep the records on your homestead. And there's there's just a host of reasons why you want to do that. Um, some of the things, some of the reasons why you want to do it is because it helps you to prevent things like, um, we were just talking about breeding our rabbits, you know, if you're doing what's called line breeding, um, you may have, you know, a family of rabbits that you're breeding and you need to know who's bred to who, especially if you are breeding them to sell. Um, you need to keep track of that. You need to stay on top of who got sick with what. Um, and even in the plant kingdom, you know, what diseases that you faced in the gardens. Um, and, you know, on the topic of gardens, knowing when to plant and when to harvest. Like in our area, even though we are in zone 8A, our specific area where we're at is more like a zone 7A, 7B, because of just this particular area, you know, it it has its own microclimate. So keeping good records of what plant does well, when should you plant, you know, the seeds, when should you put out your seedlings, keeping track of all of that is super important. Good. And then in the case of livestock, um, you know, the farm, the, the homestead should keep records of uh, bloodlines, pests, diseases, uh, feed types, uh, consumption, you know, what the animals are eating, when, how much. That, that helps, too, for budgeting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when keeping records on livestock, some of the things you might want to also make note of are the dam and the sire and any lineage you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, when the animal was bred, the date of birth. Uh, the number born alive and mortality rate. And, you know, when thinking about that, um, imagine you're on the end where you're going out to get livestock and imagine you're wanting to know Mm -hmm. some of those things. 
wouldn't it be nice if that other person, the person that has the animals you're thinking of, of purchasing, bringing to your homestead to, you know, um, amend your flock or amend your, Mm -hmm. you know, your livestock. Imagine if they had those records well kept and that helped you to be able to know, okay, well, this goat, for example, is, was bred and, um, we know that on such and such a date, mm-hmm. we're going to have babies, you know, something like that, right? So um, it's good for you to have it too, because disease or other things feed, you might see a trend, maybe what what if the animals are eating less, you know, the, that can point to some things. So right. um, they can help, help you as well, um, keeping those records for your animals as well. And then knowing what records you want to keep, like especially with your livestock, will help you when you go to buy livestock because then you can, you know, to ask those questions, you know, because I can't tell you how many times we've bought, you know, animals and, you know, we, we buy them and then it's like, oh, you know, this has happened before where it's like, oh, I forgot to ask when, you know, when was this animal born? Um, you know, when was this animal exposed to a male? Was there any breeding? Um, you know, are the eggs fertile at this point? Was the hen exposed to a rooster? You know, how, when, when was this hen, you know, when was she born? Has this hen hatched chicks before? Was she, um, was she hatched by a hen or was she an incubator chicken? That's an interesting question to ask if you're buying chickens, because a lot of people are offloading their, their, or they're downsizing their flocks. And if you're interested in buying chickens right now, that's a good thing to ask. You want to ask that, was this chicken hatched by an incubator or was she hatched by a hen. The reason why you want to ask that question is you will know that if you've got a rooster in your flock, that when that hen, if she was hatched, if, if chicken A was hatched by a hen, she had her mom with her, her mom hatched her out. When chicken A gets broody, she's going to hatch out her chicks and be and likely is going to be a good mom. So you want to keep track of that particular hen because you know that hen is going to produce you know the the uh the chicks that you may want on your homestead because you may not want to be tied to doing the incubator thing all the time. And, you know, if something happens where, you know, you lose power or what have you, you're not going to have to worry about that, you know, losing your, your flock, you know, or getting new chickens out of, you know, out of your flock. Because why? Because, you know, the, the mother hen doesn't rely on electricity. So those are, that's something that you want to keep track of in your record keeping. Mm-hmm. And if you're like us, um, when you've moved to a new area, it's really good to take um, notes, detailed notes about the weather. When does it rain? Um, what are the weather patterns like for your area? 
Um, are there any bugs or varmints? Um, for example, in our area, you know, from time to time, we'll go out there in the morning and we've got some holes. Was that a snake? Was that a vole? What what was that, right? You know, Likely a vole in our yeah, area. Yeah, in our area, we've seen that, right? Um, anything else that would prevent you from successfully growing on your homestead? Those are good things to note. Um, and then you want to note when, how many, um, you know, the holes, where they're located. Are they in your garden? Are they close by? And then uh, what do you do or what you did to rectify that situation? For example, did you have to use some, you know, pesticides or something like that? So th- those are good. Not, Hopefully yeah. not. <laughs> Just depends. But um, so it's good to note those things. Um, you know, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, too, when you move to a new property, um, it's good to pay attention to things like the lay of the land, for example, with water. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do get rains, where does that rain uh, go? Does it pool up in areas? You know, where's the slope go? Um, it's good mm-hmm. to know that because if where you're planting your garden is going to be downslope and it's going to be flooded, that may not be what you want. You have to think about some of those some of those things and you may have to make adjustments. Um and then to keep track of things like tool management. So, you know, when did you purchase those tools? If you're in an area like ours and you buy things like rakes and shovels and hoes, you know, are you buying them with wood handles or are you buying them with fiberglass handles? The latter, the fiberglass handles are going to hold up more in the heat, but if you don't have them, then you know, it's a good idea to know when did you buy them? You bought them three years ago or whatever, and you've got to maintain them. You've got to sand them down. Okay. You've got to use wax or whatnot to, you know, maintain them and Mineral keep oil. them up. Mineral oil, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are good things to know, um, especially when it comes to maintenance. Um, if you have equipment that has motors like a riding lawnmower, a tractor or both, you know, when do you need to change the oil? Um, what type of gas, you know, what type of containers do you have? So for us, um, at least my preference is to have one of those more sturdy metal cans for storing gas because you don't experience them buckling when you get the extremes, the heat and the cold. And then, you know, how much do you keep on hand too? Mm-hmm. especially with gas prices kind of going up and down and so on. Um, and then, you know, what do you spend on those things? The oil, the gas, and so on. Certain things like a powerful uh, gas trimmer, strimmer, you know, what you want to call um, one of those type of tools. Some of them require a, a mix, a gas-oil mix. So, you know, they tell you, hey, you've got to use that because it doesn't have ethanol in it, for example, and it'll last longer. You know, some hmm. people might say, hey, you know, I maybe I could just mix that myself, but it might just be more convenient. Just buy what the manufacturer, you know, says to use. Um, and that is more expensive than just buying gas at the pump, but um, you'll maintain those, that type of equipment. So these are all important things uh, to keep track of as well. And then going back to animals um, and dealing with livestock on your homestead, you really want to keep track of the health of your animals. So for example, 
um, with goats. When did you vaccinate them? When did you deworm them? When did you do hoof trimming on them? Have you looked in the inside of their eyes and, and judged the Fomancha scale? Those are some things that you want to think about and you want to make sure you are keeping track of when you do all of the health maintenance, you could say. Um, the other thing is you want to make sure sticking to goats as an, as an example, you want to know when your goats are in heat. For example, um, goats such as Nigerian, uh, Nigerian dwarf, the pygmy and boar, boar goats, they go into heat every 17 to 25 days. And that's important to know on your homestead, um, when they're in heat, because if you know when they're in heat, then you know when to breed them. I can't wait for us to have a male goat on our property because then we'll know when we want to, you know, breed our goats. But knowing when their cycle, their their estrus cycle is, um, is, is super, super important. And then you also want to, you also want to make sure that you're keeping track of all your expenses, especially when it comes to your homestead. I mean, obviously, you know, you want to keep track of your other expenses, you know, your heating, your cooling, your mortgage, if you've got that, you know, I hope you don't have car payments, but if you do, okay. Um, but you really want to keep track of your homestead expenses as well. Um, because right now we're, <laughs> the economy is a runaway train wreck right now. Um, there's inflation. It's just, it's, it's crazy right now. Yeah. Inflation's a real thing and it's easy to lose track of what you're spending. Um, you know, you got vet bills, feeds, supplements. Um, so by keeping track of what you're spending, it's going to help you decide, do you need to downsize your herd or upsize, uh, find another food source for your animals. Uh, one thing it makes me think of too is, Hey, you know, the, you know, you got to keep, you got to have a stock of hay for the winter. And the closer we got to, you know, going into the winter season, the, the prices expensive. of that, of those bales of hay kept going up. Mm -hmm. Don't know with the way everything's going right now, is it going to go back down in the spring? Don't know. Hopefully. Probably not. Probably not, right? They get used to it. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's good to to plan that out and know, hey, I need to you know, mm -hmm. buy X number of bales because that's going to get us through the winter. All all these types of things are going to help you to, you know, hopefully keep those expenses down. That's why it's so important too for record keeping. And then by keeping a good budget, especially like where your groceries are concerned and keeping track of what you and your family are consuming because inflation it, it's just because it's out of control. It is so important as homesteaders that we know what our families are eating. Um, I know it sounds crazy probably to some of you, but it's super important. And if you're like us, we have a very young family. So taste change. So, you know, last year, I know for our kids, they were all about sweet potatoes. Everything had to be a sweet potato. This year, not so much. 
They're not crazy about it this year. But what they are crazy about, what they can't get enough of is carrots. Carrots, potato, cabbage, and broccoli. Yeah, (laughs) that's what our kids like to eat. So, you know, I know that that's something that our family really likes. So when it comes time for the next gardening season, I will make sure that that is what I am focused on is planting gobs and gobs of carrots and rows and rows of cabbage and broccoli and making sure I have at least three long rows of potatoes this coming year, because I, I think we've, (laughs) this is what, this is what December and we're almost plowing through our harvest. So yeah, next year is going to be the year of the potato for us. And then of course, you know, our family consumes lots of herbs. So Well, we are pleased to announce that starting in January of 2023, we will have downloadables on our website, and that's going to be for members only. Um, And you'll be able to download these spreadsheets, what we're talking about here on this podcast today, which is record keeping. And the reason why we feel very strongly that record keeping is just super important because it helps you run your homestead efficiently. And because the economy is so tight right now, and because money is tight right now, this is not the time to mess up when running your homestead. So the more efficient you can make your homestead run, the the more money you're going to be able to save. So we're going to have several printables available based on livestock, based on gardening, based on budgeting tools um, to help you guys run your homesteads efficiently. So look for that in January of 2023. On the acrehomestead.com. Yep. Well, that's all for us here. So as always, we're thankful that uh, you spent some time with us. Mm-hmm. So from our family to yours, happy homesteading and be safe. Mm-hmm.